Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Farmers Insurance and our buddy Derek Shaw. D Shaw is ready and waiting for your phone call, your text message, your FaceTime, so that he can give you a quote on home, life, or auto insurance. D Shaw actually just helped me out. I was trying to check out home and auto insurance options as I'm up for renewal, and he was able to um, just give me a consultation, let me know what what looks good, what doesn't look good. I don't think he even cares if I go with him for some reason. I think he's just a good friend, um, and he's a good insurance agent. So give D Shaw a uh, phone call or a text. His number is 214-729-6462. I know Farmers Insurance does give some various discounts for uh, occupations, uh, for homes that have new roofs. Um, I think they have some different specials in the Dallas area. I think Houston may not be quite as good sometimes, but uh, there's always discounts, especially if you mention Six Pennies Podcast. Uh, Depending on your home or your car, maybe maybe they'll have the best quote for you. So give D-Shot a shout out. His number, once again, is 214-729-6462, or you can check him out on our Facebook page. All right, it's my favorite time of the year. It's NBA time. Ma- Ooh, is, Ma- it, you there? is it still your favorite? I, 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 no, that's I the first thing I wanted to double check with you. I don't know, man. Uh, the NBA sports has just been weird. It, first of all, this is not normal NBA time. It's, it's the middle yeah. of August. Norm- normally, this is the time for, for basically nothing, or like I guess preparing for football season and like the, you know, the halfway baseball. through the, the baseball season. Yeah, well. All sports are just weird right now. There's bubbles, there's non-bubbles, there's coronavirus cases creeping up everywhere. But the NBA is the one league, it seems like, um, of the big four that has made it work so far. They have zero cases in the Orlando uh, campus bubble, and they're in the playoffs already. I, I didn't watch that much NBA this year prior to the, the stop in March, uh, but I have caught a little bit um, of the playoffs okay. cause it had, or, or some of the uh, seeding games and then definitely a lot of clips of playoffs haven't really watched full games or anything but how about you how are you feeling about the nba and the playoffs uh i'm pretty sure me and albert have to i know he's not here on the call right now but i think we have to take the nba title from you now i'm pretty sure we're watching oh you guys are definitely watching you're definitely watching more than me yeah, we're probably watching nearly every game. I, I love the scheduling right now that we have literally games all day. So it, it's pretty nice being able to work from home right now and, and just have that on in the background. I, so I, I don't have cable, so I, I can't watch it. Is there a way for me to watch it? Uh, I'm all about Fubo now, so I don't have cable, but I split Fubo with a, a few guys. So it's like uh... 20 bucks, 20 bucks a month. I don't even know what Fubo is. I know what Fubu is, but I assume it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different, but it's just a streaming okay. service. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know Albie let me log into his account to watch Last Dance. Maybe he can hook me up for uh, for basketball too. But any, anyway, let's let's go through each of the series. Let's start with uh, let's start with the East, and let's go with the favorite in the East, um, the team that's going to come out of the East. Very obviously, the Toronto Raptors leading the Brooklyn Nets. My man. Thank you for mentioning them. Yes. Oh, I man. Love, I love starting with them out of the East. Yeah. Toronto. They're all about the heart. They're all about the depth. They have all sorts of guys that can meet, uh, that can fit their the right roles and do all the dirty work. And they're looking really good. They're killing the Nets, which doesn't really say a lot. But given what else is going on in the East and in the West, they're, they're looking like a pretty solid bet right now. How do you feel about the Nets? I'm, I'm watching that series pretty closely because, I, first of all, I just love watching the Raptors defense, uh, even going back to last year, especially when they had Kawhi, that defense is just, man, they, they, they They're game everywhere. plan every single, every single game. Like it's not like a vanilla, like just kind of what you see with the Rockets, right? Like just switch everything. Everyone's just, 
uh, guarding everyone else, but they can switch their defense like possession by possession, it seems like. And and I love seeing that. I, I would say their game two win is not as impressive as I hoped it'd be. Um, I still think it'll be a sweep, uh, but the Nets are kind of putting up a little bit of a fight, even without their top three guys there. I picked the sweep as well. Um, even if it's a gentleman's sweep and it's five, it, it's, you know, it, it's going to go by quick. And yeah. the, the Raptors just have too much depth. Um, the Nets have, you know, they're missing four out of their top five players or something. But yeah, it's incredible the the depth the Raptors have and then the switchability, like you mentioned, like their defense, they are like just arms flailing everywhere, like guys taking everywhere. charges all like Kyle Lowry flopping all over the place. <laughs> they got like big guys to protect the rim. They got long wing defenders to throw at somebody like a Kawhi or somebody who comes up later in the playoffs, whether that's Jason Tatum next or whoever else. It's yeah. incredible. They lost one of the, you know, top four or five defensive players in the league and are still like the best defense now. And I don't know. I, I don't really care about the series. I'm much more interested in the next one. Yeah. Well, I, up, I just love their buy-in. Yo. Oh, Albie's here. Ayo, ayo, ayo. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going... I was listening in on your amazing, both of you guys' amazing assessment on the Raptors. They are by far the most versatile, the best, and the scariest defensive team. And I think that's why they're always going to be in every series. I agree with everything you guys say there. Um, and plus, this is going to be 4-0 for sure. Joe Harris just left the bubble this morning. I know oh. he's not like a huge difference maker, but uh, that's like one one of their two starters yeah, yeah, he's so. it's a huge it's a huge difference. I mean, it's just him and and Levert. Oh man, that sucks. I I hope everything's okay for him. But yeah, unfortunately for the Nets, it's it's not look, looking good. You guys ready to jump to the next series? Let's do it. Okay, so we we started with the two seven because um, we're not going to go to the one eight yet. We'll go to the three six, uh, the likely or possible um, you know whoever's going to face the the Raptors Nets winner. And so that's Boston versus Philly. Boston right now is destroying Philly. Jason Tatum is looking like a star in the making. Um, I saw Albie tweeted that he thinks his peak is now Kobe. So Albie, let us know what you think about Boston Man. and Jason Tatum. I'm not a huge Jason. I- Okay, the caveat is going into this year, I wanted to see more from Jason Tatum because he kind of had a sophomore slump in year two. Yeah, He was awesome that rookie season in the playoffs against LeBron and, and stuff like that. Um, I think Kyrie had to do a lot with last year. But, man, like this bubble Tatum, he has this huge farmer's tan line. You know, he's fishing every day. And then he just works out, I guess, because his moves, like – I already put him on the like upper echelon of like moves and step backs and spin moves, fadeaways, things like that. And he's only what 21, 22. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, what was Kobe like at 20, 21, 22? And you know, it's very similar. The the actual form of the shot looks different, but the the effectiveness of the moves are very similar to me. And then in terms of like, so that's really just the scoring aspect. In terms of like defense and playmaking and leading a team, I, I mean, rest in peace, rest in paradise. But I don't think Kobe Bryant made other players better. He was just like an elite bucket getter, and I think that's what Tatum is and and will become. And so. To go back on the series, I think it's 4-0. Embiid looks so disinterested now, and 4-0 would actually be beneficial for that franchise in the long term because they need to blow it up. How are they going to blow it up? Uh, like, who's going to take Tobias Harris's contract or Al Horford at this point? 
Yeah, I mean, blow it up maybe from a front office standpoint, coaching, but yeah. Um, they, they are going to have to package one of those bad contracts with a great contract and then take back a bad contract for sure. So it's like it's Tobias or Al Horford, one of those guys with like Matisse Thibel and a pick, and the, or maybe no pick, and they get like John Wall, somebody who's also got an awful contract. Ooh. Oh, man, that would be terrible. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say, though. Like I've kind of hated on the 76ers ever since the whole – Sam Hinkie experience. Um, I mean, we're all Team Hinkie here, but just probably two weeks ago, they were looking like one of the favorites to come out of the East. Like yeah, that's how sure. significant the Ben Simmons injury was. So it kind of it sucks on that regard that you know this season comes down to this this just kind of shell of a team right now. But I don't know. Like I, I feel like they have to give that core at least one legitimate shot next year right with, with no. hopefully simmons and and Embiid healthy think, like man, those two no please. they don't need no they don't need to from a talent <laughs> from a talent standpoint like one through eight i think it's them and the clippers like that's right. you know like they are that good talented but Br- brett brown is definitely not the answer anymore and you just have to i'm not a huge ben simmons guy but i think you just had to split up joel and ben i think yeah, that's they the just... only only way they can move forward as a franchise and the only way for each player to kind of move forward too. I mean, Brett Brown is not the answer for sure, but yep. at the same time, that team still pushed the Raptors to the brink last year to seven. I mean, Jimmy Butler, the, the, the East is wide open. I was with, that's a completely different team because Jimmy was going at Kawhi pretty hard in that series. They don't have anyone like that right now. Yeah. You, you guys ready for a comparison to Kobe? Okay. Tatum versus Kobe. Um, so age 21 season, I guess, because uh, Tatum actually turned 22 in March when the season was almost over. But age 21 season, uh, Kobe was at 22 and a half points, six rebounds, five assists. Jason Tatum, 23 points, seven boards, three assists. Pretty close right up there, um, like like Albie just mentioned. I, I like the comparison. I think he's on another level just in terms of offensively, I, you know, wasn't he like talking to Kobe or like working out with him after his, yeah. after his rookie he season, was everyone was like, Oh, this is, this is like the worst thing that could happen to him. And that's why, and you know, he started having the slump shooting a bunch of like mid range fadeaways. And everyone was like, what's this guy doing? But it seems like all that footwork and everything helped. And he, then he built out, um, you know, the outside jumper even more. His threes are great. His, his sidestep threes are, are pretty, pretty impeccable. Um, you know, learning probably from Harden, but pretty incredible yeah. what he's been doing already. He's just uh, so I, controlled. Like he, he and Luca, right? I mean, I'm obviously a huge Luca fan, but they just play the game at a different speed than everyone else. And you can just tell, even if you're not a big, you know, basketball fanatic or whatever, you could tell that they're just playing at a different speed. And that to me is basketball IQ, that's maturity, and that's something that can't be taught. We've all got the Celtics in this series. There's no home court for Philly um, where they were where they're good. And so I, I don't think they're going to be helped out by the bubble. So let's go on to the four five series. And that's the Heat and the Pacers. Um, as of right now, the the Heat are leading one zero. But, um, you know, there's games going on as we speak. But what do you guys think about the Heat and the Pacers? Who do you think is coming out of this? Uh, Albie, you go. Heat are my favorite team in the East um, for all the reasons why we love Toronto. Heat have that as well, but they also have like the individual players that I like. I've always yeah. been a Jimmy fan. I like Tyler. I like Duncan, and Bam, Bam. Bam is the truth, man. Like he, 
I really like the Heat. Eric Spolstra is a proven coach, a great coach. I don't think talent-wise they're they're going to be able to compete, you know, against the LAs or even the it would be a great series with Boston if that were to happen, but they are my favorite team in the East and they're my pick to actually come out of the East. Oh. Mark, what about you? They're my sleeper pick. They're my third. I I can see three teams coming out of the East and they're my number three team. I don't like them as much as as it sounds like Albert does, but I do like Jimmy. They are a pretty complete team, but I I feel like we've yet to see them put it all together. Um, That's not to say that they couldn't figure it out in the next couple series, but uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Assuming they can get past Indiana. I know Oladipo is back today, but if they can get past Indiana... That series versus Milwaukee will be a pretty big test for the Bucks. It will. I think they have some of the best players to potentially guard Giannis, uh, from Bam to Jimmy to you know Iggy. They they've got so many options. They they don't play with any centers. Um, they're kind of Rockets East kind of thing going on there. Uh, I didn't realize that, but there's like so many shooters, so many long wing guys. Yeah, they'll definitely be a problem. I remember you guys were. Uh, you guys liked Jimmy a couple years ago, but you were much bigger on the Paul George train. How do you guys feel now about Jimmy versus Paul George? <laughs> not not to jump too far into the Clippers, but how are you guys both feeling about that? I'll just go in quickly uh, before yeah. before Mock jumps in, but skill-wise, it's Paul George, no question about it. But sure, to me, yeah. it's, it's, men- it's mentality and it's heart, and I think Jimmy has that in spades. And so that's why I like Jimmy. But if I were to... Just like any other GM, if I were to start a team, it would be between those two. I would have to choose Paul George just because of the ceiling really? and the skill. And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, I think the age is a big thing for for that one. But like, what about if it was just you know these playoffs and you had a team and you could pick one of them? It would still be Paul George. If it was, if it was Jimmy on the Clippers, I think it would be a lock, like the lock, the biggest lock of the year. So you pick but Jimmy for this year, yeah. It's it's really tough to say. Like Paul George is still one of my favorite players, but he's getting harder and harder to defend with his haters. He has so much talent, you're right, but he just he doesn't get any easy buckets. So if his outside jumper isn't falling, he just keeps chucking it and and That's there's no exactly. way for him to, there's yeah. no way for him to uh like he he doesn't drive to get to the free throw line. He I mean it, it, the defense on the defensive side of the ball, at least that effort is still there, but offensively he's he's kind of pigeonholing himself uh to just being a three-point threat and when he's shooting like two for ten from the three-point line like he's not bringing anything on that side of the ball to me he's like a he's like a pretty player like he has all the tools he has all the skills and then jimmy butler is like the grimy guy and i think grimy is what you need in the in the playoffs yeah you need the mark Wahlberg of the nba that's for sure uh i'm i'm with you guys there um it sounds like we all are looking at the heat for this series, but let's go to their potential next or whoever they're going to play next. It's Orlando or Milwaukee, Orlando up one zero. I know you Giannis haters are, are loving this. Uh, Do you guys think, do you guys think the bucks will get past Orlando first of all? And then (laughs) secondly, can, can they get to the conference finals uh, past the heat or the Pacers? I'm loving it, but I still can't believe it. Like I'm, I'm, legitimately embarrassed for Giannis even though I hate him uh, I, I just I don't know how they lose that team at all yeah home I mean they, it should, I don't know home court advantage they should they should be it should be a sweep <laughs> it should definitely be a sweep uh it is embarrassing to lose a game the the Magic did also beat the Raptors last year before the Raptors went to the you know won the finals yeah so it's true 
Albi, what about you? Did, did you guys watch? Did you watch Game One? Like the no, they were killing him. Okay, I mean, like Orlando close, right? by far. Yeah, Orlando by far was more athletic. They wanted it more. Hitting threes, I mean, they can't bank on that every game. But Milwaukee, like when I look at them, and they're a great team, obviously. Like all the metrics show that they're a historic team, top to bottom. Giannis is going to be MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, everything, right? But when I just look at the roster, I'm like, why are they so good? Like, if it's a one-on-one matchup, like, it's they don't have, like, clear-cut advantages at every position. It's, that's what you normally see when you see, like, an elite team. And mm-hmm. so, like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, they're just an amazing system, and it worked really well. But then when the playoffs come around and you force Giannis to shoot, like, the system doesn't work anymore. It's true. I'm a huge Chris Middleton guy, but even then, I have to... He's like a great... He'd be a great, great, great number three on a team, but he's kind of forced into that number two role, and I don't think he's there yet. Like, they have have a bunch of number threes, great third options on their team, but they don't have, like, a two cut like number two or really number one guy in the in the playoffs like Giannis he'll get his numbers but I mean we, we've talked about this at length before he's not a guy you can just kind of give the ball to and trust him with against any kind of defense so if you guys swapped out Jan, uh Chris Middleton for Jimmy Butler this would be a wrap right oh man that's tough because Middleton's Ooh. a better shooter they need shooters on that team yeah, um, not looking good for the Bucks. I, I feel like in a week or 10 days, everything might change, and uh, they might be the favorites again. It wouldn't surprise me if they get down 2-0, but wow. still win the series. Yeah, wow. yeah it, I, nothing would surprise me about the bubble. I think anything could happen. I think Orlando is playing out of their minds right now, and um, they definitely could do it. I, did I don't you, think see, did you see the stat line for Vucevic? Vucevic <laughs> is amazing. It was like it was like what 30, 30 points, five threes and five assists, and only Curry had that in a playoff game, something like that. It was crazy. Incredible. So right now okay. I can't even name their five starters though, and, and, <laughs> and Aaron I, I watched not even so playing, avidly. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Isaac is hurt. Yeah, I I mean Isaac is the big absence for me, but Gordon. Yeah, I agree. I mean Gordon probably opens up the floor some more so they can spread with shooters. I don't. I just don't know who the shooters are. Uh, other than Fournier and uh, is DJ Augustine still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all yeah. he's always around. <laughs> so basically, okay. if they win, it means Terrence Ross had a big game. If they Terrence lost, Terrence Ross, lost. that's yeah. right. <laughs> Terrence Ross is the is the difference maker for them. All right, before we wrap up the East, let's make our final picks for the East. It sounds like Albie, you got the Heat coming out of the East, right? Yeah, give me the Heat. Give me the give me the Heat. And. Um, Mock going Raps, you, Raptors. You're going Raptors. Nice. I am also Raptors. We got two for the Raptors, one for the Heat. And uh, let's take a quick break to talk about our other sponsor, um, Loan Factory, and our buddy Billy Nguyen. Uh, Billy has about 15 years of experience in uh, the real estate industry, and he and his team of agents are always ready to pick up the phone or answer your emails if you have questions about financing or refinancing your home. They work with a number of different lenders, and they submit to you know, several of them at the same time to make sure you get the best rates. All three of us, all six pennies have, have refinanced our homes with Billy and Loan Factory and gotten some great deals. Now is still a great time. So give Billy a call. His number is 469-585-4498. You can also check them out on our Facebook page or at loanfactory.com. Make sure to uh, uh, reach out to Billy before you do make any applications, though. Uh, make sure that he is going to be your agent, um, so he'll he'll let you know what to do. His his phone number, once again, is 469 585 4498. 
make sure to take advantage of these incredible interest rates right now for financing or refinancing your homes and uh, check out Billy with Loan Factory. Okay, East is done. Let's go to the West. Let's go to the West and let's go with the favorites in the West. The Portland Trailblazers, number eight seed. (laughs) Dame time is incredible. He had an unbelievable um, uh, seeding games. He's led them to victory in game one against the Lakers. And uh, the Lakers are not looking good. Their offense is terrible in the bubble. What do you guys think? Who's going to take the series? And can the Lakers recover even if they get past the Blazers here? I want to hear from you guys. Uh, <laughs> I so Everybody's too scared. Everybody's too scared. I'm a big Dame fan. Uh, Portland defense is, is so, so bad. But I, bad. I know... I know Albert's kind of our resident Lakers uh, fan here. Tell me, like, tell me what you see from the Lakers. The the first thing I'll say is I think seed six through eight might be better than seeds one through three in the West right now. So you have Jazz, Mavs, and Portland. So back to the Lakers series. Yes, they lost game one. Their offense has been horrible throughout the bubble. I think it's the worst offense out of the 22 teams that were in the bubble. They shot five for 32 from three in game one. They shot 35% overall, and it was still a one-possession game. So that is something that I'm encouraged about as a Lakers or as a LeBron fan. And Anthony Davis, who usually is really efficient, was, you know, he had a really off-shooting night as well. He was like Um, 8 for 24 or something, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was hoping... I was hoping that the Lakers would get Portland, not because, you know, I wanted to see a good series, but because Portland's terrible, terrible defense would help LA's offense get back on track. Hopefully we see that tonight. Um, there's going to be a few more games. It just, obviously, it's it's really clear it's not going to be a rollover. Like, Dame is on a mission, and this might go six to seven games, but I think the size is just going to be too much for them to handle, and I think the Lakers should should and will win. Yeah, I think the weird thing is that the size is something that Portland can actually deal with. They got they got big dudes. They got Whiteside and Nurkic, and, and Nurkic is playing incredibly right now. Uh, but I do agree that um, uh, the Lakers are going to pull this one out. I, you know, I would love to pick the Blazers, but it's going to be hard to win four games this way. The fact that the Lakers played so poorly and still were very close to winning, um, I don't think that bodes well for the Blazers. That being said, the Blazers didn't play particularly well either. I just think that they're just going to run out of gas. Like, every game has been in Game 7 for them for the last nine games in a row, right? So sooner or later, I think they're going to run out of some gas. You're going to see some LeBron and Davis games, and yeah, I I think the Lakers will pull it out, but I I think this does not bode well for the Lakers' chances in the West. I mean, game plan-wise, what would you change, though? Uh, uh, From my standpoint, uh, I want to see... I want to see like 2016 finals LeBron. You know, I want to see fully yeah. I want to so see him take yeah. over offensively. Like I I don't that's... I don't need to see him with 16 assists. Like he's got to look at who his shooters are and and realize that they can't get it done, especially yep. if so they're not going to be leads... playing JR Smith. Yeah. That well, leads and... me to my to my final point and you guys know I'm a huge LeBron fan, probably my favorite player of all time. But watching him, um, and he's still a great athlete. He's still in absurd condition. But watching him in game one, and actually in the previous games as well, he is not an elite finisher anymore. Like, he can still dunk when it's wide open. But when he drives, especially that first game, if you watch it again, Mm -hmm. he'll drive and he'll try to finesse a layup like he's Kyrie or Steph Curry instead of trying to go through 
a lot of that could be because he's a terrible free throw shooter. But I think a lot of it is because he just doesn't have the lift like he used to have. And, and I think, like, it's really sad to say, but I think, like, we are we are witnessing, like, the, the big downfall, the big drop oh. in terms of athleticism, finishing, <sighs> bullying. He's always wow. going to have the vision. He's always going to have the basketball IQ. But, like, in terms of being way more athletic than his oppo- opponent, I think that's that's gone. That's... Hot takes. That's, that's probably that's probably we're probably on the at the start of that, but I, I would say like he could still get whatever he wanted, especially because Portland has nobody to guard him. Like he had he had Trent Junior on him, and Trent yep. Junior is what like two hundred pounds, like soaking wet. You know, like he has yeah. fifty pounds on this guy, uh, but I think. I mean, we all know like LeBron has always like throughout his career, he's always been pass first, right? But he's driving to pass still in this series, and I think, I mean, game one hopefully it was just a wake up call for him that he he needs to just take over, like no more, like he should not be settling for twenty three points a game. Like I he agree. needs to he needs to bump I that up to like thirty five. Yeah, I think his mindset though sometimes is, and he does get in trouble with this. Is I'm in this for the long haul, so I need my teammates to play better. So he like mm-hmm. uses these games. He might take the opponent lightly, which is terrible, but it's just the truth. And he uses these games to try to get his teammates in rhythm. And the fact that they shot five for thirty-two, KCP was zero for nine. Like, I mean, the yep. fact that he still kept giving it to them it was was to me uh, like he's just trying to get them back on track. I mean, honestly, the game plan is is make three pointers. I think it's just make it make. Two more threes. That's basically all you need. Um, I think LeBron is definitely... Yeah, yeah, everything you guys mentioned about LeBron, yes. Uh, Anthony Davis also needs to take it inside. He needs to dominate because he's the best big man in basketball, right? He's he's the best. There's pretty much nobody else. I mean, unless you... I mean, Jokic is is a little bit different. So, yeah, he's the best, like, big guy down there. I guess Embiid's up there, too. But um, he really needs to dominate, even if it is big guys that he's facing uh, in Whiteside and and Nurkic. Uh, That's an... Well... That's not enough because, Mock, you didn't tell us. What do you think is going to happen? I don't think it's going to be Lakers in five. Like, I think Orlando can't win a game again. But uh, Portland, I could see them pushing this to six. Uh, but yeah, their their defense is just too bad. Like, I, I can't see. They, they have zero people on the roster to, to put it in front of LeBron. So sooner or later, LeBron has to kind of take it upon himself. And when he does, I, it's over. Like, so yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, let's go to let's go to the other side of the bracket. Let's go to a fun series: the Nuggets and the Jazz. I am really interested in the Nuggets and the Jazz because I think both have um, underperformed a little bit to expectations in various ways. They both did, uh, you know, there were certain degrees of tanking to get each other in this round. It seems like um, <laughs> I guess neither of them think that the other one is very good. Um, they had a, the the Nuggets had a bunch of guys that weren't available at the beginning of the bubble. Uh, Will Barton had to exit again. And so now they're tied one one. How do you feel about the Nuggets and the Jazz? Who do you think is, is coming out of the series? I've always thought the Nuggets were frauds. I, yep. I just don't I don't think you can win long term, like win a championship in the NBA with your center as a defensive liability like it just it just doesn't work like that as as much as he brings on the offensive end i just and you saw it this past or i guess yesterday like utah was scoring at will uh, in the third quarter i think they didn't miss a shot from what i saw i, I gotta give credit to donovan mitchell too he's playing very very well like first time that i've seen yeah, when, in when he scored 57 stretches. points that's, that's yeah pretty good. 
but he <laughs> but he's like in control now like he he's he has a better pace to his game now than he did before so i, I wouldn't be surprised utah in, in six or seven uh but but i think this is probably going seven yeah i i could see it going six or seven either way um I don't know. Donovan Mitchell has definitely been really good. There's always been the comparisons to Dwayne Wade. Um, he started out really, really strongly for his career. He's still very young too, but I don't know. The more the more I see him, um, I, I worry that he's not Dwayne Wade and that he's he's not you know at that kind of level. I, I yeah. worry that he's more like um, I don't know who, Demar Derozan, like a really really good two guard, really explosive, can score a lot, but. You know, defensively, is he close? I mean, he's he's small. He's like six one, six two. Yeah. I don't know that he should be the best player on your championship team, but you know, True. given what the Jazz have, they have two guys that are like one Bs, and together, you know, Gobert and, and Mitchell, if they if they can coexist for a little longer, maybe maybe they could do it. Um, I I do I would also pick the Jazz. Um, I don't think the Nuggets can do it, even though uh, Jokic is is really good. Um, Jamal Murray, I think, is is still a couple of years away. He's too inconsistent for them, and and they don't have enough after that. Albie had to leave us, and that's unfortunate because we have to talk about his Dallas Mavericks, who uh, almost took Game One against the Clippers. They did take Game Two. It's tied one one right now. Playoff P is looking. Pandemic P is not looking so good for the Clippers, and uh, the Mavericks look like they have a really good shot. How do you feel about this mock? Dallas is not your typical seven seed. Their offense is legit. Um, Unicorn is just brings an element to their offense. Like the spacing is is just amazing. Dallas just has a lot a lot of likability factor. Like I don't I don't yeah. see how anyone can really hate on Luca. Boban so is probably the the most likable guy in the league. It's so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I don't know the Clippers. They don't have a solid game plan offensively. They they have scores, yes, but it's the system is is whatever they're trying to do. It's it's not working. Uh, it doesn't help that Paul George is breaking everything. But on the defensive side of the ball, man, what are they doing? Like, why are they throwing Reggie Jackson on Luca? Like, why? It's why, weird. Yeah. Why? Why is Kawhi or or Paul George not standing up and and kind of taking on this responsibility? Yeah, it's it's really weird. I don't know what Doc is doing. I I think the Clippers are the favorites. Um, you know, have been the favorites pretty much all year. Uh, I mm-hmm. I've you know I've had them above the Lakers the whole time. I think they're still going to pull this out, but man, it's yeah. they're not they're not looking good. They're, it's going to take heroics, I think, from Kawhi, which I think they're going to get. Uh, and hopefully sooner or later they'll figure out how to how to lock down a little bit because they have guys that should be able to defend. They're just not doing it right now. Uh, and they have depth. They have, you know, they have everything, and and it's really disappointing what's happening there. But I think it's it's a great story for what what Dallas is doing now. They have an awesome future, and I am um, I'm upset about that. I'm just I'm just jealous. Let's let's be honest. Because let because let's go to the let's go to the last series in the West and and our team, um, the Rockets and the Thunder, and uh, really the least likable team in the league for me at least, and that's our Houston Rockets who who are beating the Thunder and and beat them really soundly in Game One. Even though there are a lot of people sounding the horns and and worrying about um, you know the Chris Paul revenge. But it sounds like uh, the Jeff Green revenge was was way bigger. So Jeff Green. How, are you, how are you feeling about the Rockets after one game in in the playoffs? Game one was about what I expected. Maybe not that easily, but that was what I expected from game one. I expected them to come out pretty hot. But it's all about being able to sustain both the shooting, three point shooting, and the defensive effort. Right. The the defense was something I've been looking for for the entire season, and then they finally 
put some effort in and and made OKC frankly look pretty pretty impotent. Are, are you watching this these the series yet? Uh, I watched some of Game One. Okay, I mean Harden Harden was incredible. They don't have any answer for him, and I not sh- I'm interested to see what OKC's defensive adjustments are going to be in Game Two, if any. Yeah, it, um, it's tough. It's tough because they're really focused on that three guard lineup, right? With right. with CP and and Shea. And none of those guys have have a chance against Harden, right? So that's that's a big problem if you're trying to play that three man lineup, and the other guys are who's it? Danilo yeah, and, and, and they're Adams. not a team that has ever uh, like doubled like other teams do with James Harden. So I, I'm expecting Jeff Green to continue to shine. Uh, <laughs> okay, and I'm, I'm expecting that's, PJ that's Tucker. Good... I think we're gonna have to rely on PJ Tucker corner threes to really start going in at a at a high rate. But you're you're not on the Jeff Green bandwagon yet. No, I will never be on the Jeff Green bandwagon. Um, <laughs> I mean, everything changes if if Westbrook is back for Game Three, right? I mean, he's he's out for Game Two, probably yeah. out for Game Three. I don't know if it's confirmed, but you know, if the Rockets win Game Two, I don't, I don't see why they would bring him back at all. Like, just just take your yeah. time. Uh, I think the Thunder are going to put up a fight. They're going to win a game or two because you know CP, you know, CP, it's CP. He's going to do that. Uh, yeah. But I think the Rockets will will take this one and. Um, you know, have a really interesting matchup for for round two against you know probably the Lakers. Let's wrap up with who you think is coming out of the West. I gotta stay with my Rockets. <laughs> I can't. Wow, I can't. What a fan! I, I can't. I can't have an. Yeah, I, I can't speak objectively when it comes to. You've always picked the Rockets every. The year. Western Conference, yeah. yeah. Um, especially this year, I just feel like it's it's so wide open. I I'm, I love it's, that. Yeah that this series is not being played in OKC. I, I feel like that would really mess with the mentality for, for both Harden and Westbrook if he, if he plays. But not sure. having the home crowd really helps here. And, and I think it helps our, our role players as well. So I, I feel like it's lined up pretty well. We match up pretty well with the Lakers just because yeah. I don't think they have the same firepower we do. So they're not gonna blow us out of any games and we're, we're always in it. But you know, you know life as a Rockets fan. I, I do. Uh, and, you know, that would really depend on how much bully ball LeBron and, and Davis start playing because um, that against small ball could, could get really ugly uh, in both directions, though. So, yeah, yeah. it's this is definitely basketball where, where it's, you know, everything is on the table. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like um, like Albie was saying earlier, the 6, 7, 8 seeds could very easily have been, well, yeah, I guess 5, 6, 7, 8 easily could have been like 2, 3, 4, 5. Like the, it yeah. could have been any order at this point. Uh, so all these teams are really good. Um, I am going to go with the Clippers. I'm sticking with my pick to come out of the West. Um, the Clippers are going to um, to the finals, and, and Kawhi's going to get beaten by his old team. The Raptors are going to take it all. Yeah. What, Raptors, what Raptors a narrative. Back, man. Yes. Man, that, would be, that would be insane. That would be amazing. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, it's you know it's it's nice that uh, that basketball's back. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen after all this. What's going to happen next year when they try to? I don't know what they're going to do. You can't have a bubble for six months. You can't have it even for more than you know whatever it is right now. Three months is is really long time for That's these players to be away. Yeah, especially the older ones with families and everything. Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine. Yeah, and they have, you know, other ideas, I think, on the table, having, like, hub areas, hub cities or something, where, where teams would be, like, mini bubbles or pods, but still, it's going to be really hard. Um, but thankfully, there's there's at least some basketball for the next couple months. Hopefully, everything keeps going the way it has, and everybody's staying safe there. Um, hope you guys stay safe, too. Thanks for listening to Six Pennies Podcast. 
uh, leave us a line on Facebook or uh, give us a review on iTunes. I want to hear what you guys think about uh, the playoffs as well. Who do you think is coming out of the East and the West? And um, who's going to win it all? Thanks for listening once again. And um, you guys take care. <laughs>